Well, hey, today is Pastor Appreciation Today. And come on. Woo! And we are just so, my beautiful wife, sorry. Hey. Senior Leader Appreciation Day. Amen. Next week is Pastor Appreciation Day. Come on. Um, hey, hey, just, I'm going to talk up Destiny and Geo like any chance I get. Because like I was, we were talking about honoring them and we've been co-laboring with Pastor Lynn on what to do for them. And just the heart of the leaders they are, they're like, we don't want this day just to be solely about us. We would love to tell the prophetic history of what God has done for Abide. Amen? Because, like, God has taken Abide. Some of y'all have been with us from the old, and you're like, man, it's been a journey. But he has been faithful. Amen? And what happens sometimes when you don't make an intention of remembering what he has done, you will forget how you got where you are. You will forget Ask Israel. They weren't out of the promise. They weren't out of Egypt for like a couple days. And they're like, I want to go back. I want to go back because this water's a little too deep. And it's like, bro, God just sent plagues down. And so I was even thinking, bro, we should do this like once a year. Just remembering what God has done and celebrating it. Amen? You have to, Israel would build monuments all the time. Like where God met someone. He broke through something. Amen? So we have a special thing. We're going to uh, watch a video and just hear and celebrate. And I want that in your heart. I want you to feel like, yes, God, you have done something. You are writing a storyline in Tampa through weak people like us. And it's an honor. Amen? You want to have something? I just want to share that even in this, it's a testimony of who they are because we were like, hey, we want to honor you guys. And they were like, no, we want to honor what the Lord has done in the body. And that's just a testimony of who they are. They're so humble. They're the real deal. What you guys see on Sunday morning, I can promise you it's what you'll see on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No matter what time of day it is, they give themselves to the Lord and to you guys. And we want to honor that. The scripture says that to receive a, proper, a prophet's reward, you honor the prophet, right? Whatever the prophet holds when you honor that, you receive that reward. And we want to honor them this morning because they are the real deal. They're humble. And their yes to Jesus, it's real. And it's not to receive. It's because they love him. So. All right. We have a video. Come on, let's celebrate. <laughs> well... In the beginning, in a town not so far away, there's this place called Lithia, Florida. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I, we were missionaries to Mexico, and the Lord called us back to the U.S., and we got a phone call to be the pastors of a church called Life Church Lithia. Yeah. Lo and behold, it was a country church uh, not far from 39, and cows were our neighbors. Yeah. We decided to move our family from Cocoa Beach to the area, but at the time, the church was smaller and didn't have the financial needs to really uh, pay us. 10 people. We had 10 people, but we knew, we knew that the Lord told us yes. So we packed up a U-Haul, a small U-Haul. Penske. <laughs> it was Penske, because we didn't even want to spend the money on U-Haul. We, we put all of our belongings in a Penske and we brought it to the area. And we couldn't afford the rent in the area at the time. So we moved into the kids' building, um, which at the time was just a kitchen and a full bathroom. 
So we moved in there with our son. I was very pregnant. Very pregnant. And um, we started, and we started going after the Lord. But fast forward, that six months was really hard. Yeah. Um, we were very lonely. We did not have any friends in the area. And um, while the church was still very small, they were so kind to us. But we just, we were lonely. Um, we were getting ready to have our daughter and it was a really hard time. But in January that year, we decided, okay, it's been a really, really rough six months. And we were really wanting to quit. Yeah. And we told ourselves like, we're gonna go on this fast together. And no, we just needed the Lord to speak. We're like, Lord, we're in a place where we need you to speak and make it known we're supposed to be here. We love the people, but we were just believing God for more, not just more people, but more activity, spiritual activity. So in the midst of that, we're like, God, 21 days, we need you to speak, bring our tribe, let there be an awakening, a hunger. And, and on day 21, like the 11th hour of, of the fast, this girl walks in with a dream. She walks in with a dream and it changed everything. Um, it wasn't long after that, that you see Covington and Anthony, their families yeah. moved from Jacksonville. They, at the time they were driving back and forth. Every week. Every week. Um, but then they felt the call of the Lord to say yes. So they moved their families to be a part of what was happening at Life Church. And that began the formation of dreaming with God. We stopped asking, is God doing something? It was apparent, God's moving. People were coming, people were hungry, people were worshiping. And we began to dream with God. God, what are you doing? What are you saying? And from that place, Abide was birthed. Abide ended up coming out in 2019. But before Abide came out, the Lord had been putting on our heart Ezekiel 44. Yeah. And that's the scripture where it says, the sons of Zadok will approach the table of the Lord and they'll minister to him. And so in 2018, we started on Saturday nights, once a month, we would do what was called Easy 44, where we'd come in and pray and minister to the Lord. And that is how our, our prayer room was birthed. Yeah, we felt the invitation to come to the table and minister to the Lord. And it was just a few of us. And God began to speak to us and we learned what it looked like to touch God's heart and delight in Him. And more and more people would come. We, we opened up Wednesday night and God brought people like Marcus and Covington would be in there. And we saw this beautiful formation where God was saying like, hey, you're not just a Sunday morning expression. You are, you are a community of praying people. You are, you are a praying church. And God began to birth us from just Sunday morning gathering to come into this room multiple times a week and begin to touch my heart and pray and believe for regional transformation. So to fast forward to 2022, to see the prayer room, come on. all the hours of the prayer room, to see all of your beautiful faces. In 2022, we got to join two bodies come together. Yeah. They became one body and to see what the Lord has done, his faithfulness. Incredible has been so remarkable. I have been so undone by his faithfulness. Over the past five years, it is like, I, I told him this morning as I was spending time with him, said, Lord, I've never seen anyone be more faithful. We've had a lot of high moments, but honestly, very few lows. And I believe it's because of your faithfulness. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful for the faithfulness of the Lord. And so for us today as Pastor Appreciation, we felt like just honoring God and all that God has done. The prayer room, the school, together, bringing regional churches together on Pentecost Sunday. This is not just our story, it's our story. Yeah. It's what God is doing through an amazing spiritual family and a community. And honestly, we're just so thankful. 
We just love all of you guys so much and we're just thankful to be on this journey together and continuing and we just believe this, this is the beginning of what God wants to do. Thank you guys for helping us build him a house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We love you guys. Guys. We love you guys. Stop being awkward. Stop being awkward. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more than 10 people now. <laughs> it's actually funny. Um, I was I said in the video, but Anthony ended up cutting it because our video we started, we're like, we're gonna do it in three minutes, and it ended up being five. It actually ended up being like 10, and he kept cutting off. <laughs> um but in one of one one Sunday in July of 2017, we had a whopping five people show up to Amen. church. <laughs> but I told him I was like, instead of being discouraged, I was actually really encouraged that day because that was the day that I saw people begin to worship for yeah. the first time. And so I knew I was like, Lord, I knew He was doing something, and it wasn't something that we could have done. Although Gio was really good at fake playing the guitar. Amen. You guys missed that. You you missed that gold. Mm -hmm. But there is a place called YouTube. It's on there. And you can find videos of him fake playing the guitar while I'm singing to tracks. It's amazing. It's so good and so awkward. And you even see him kind of singing. He's not really singing because Covington would never allow it. But uh, <laughs> true, true. I'm so thankful, thankful for all of you guys. Yeah, we, we didn't know if we would get a chance to, to stay. We just wanted to tell you we love you guys. A lot of times pastors get up on stages on days like this, and they, they have to say we love you. But we really do love you guys. And it, like he said, there's been many highs, but not very many lows. There have been lows, don't get me wrong. But, um, but it's been a joy and a journey to just see God move among us. And, and, and it has been. The scripture I woke up with in my heart this morning is Psalm 126.3. The Lord has done great things among us. Let us be glad. So I just feel such joy in my heart for all the Lord has done. And this morning you have the awesome, 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 awesome opportunity to hear from my spiritual father, yeah. who has been a tremendous blessing in our lives. Um, I just want to say, you've been one of the greatest gifts in my life that I, I, can think, I can think of. And Abide would not be where it is today without you and Robin. So we just honor you guys. We're just thankful for all you've deposited in us. And... Um, and today as we celebrate all the Lord has done, I just, I pray that you have faith in your heart that there's still more God wants to do in us. Not in Geo and Destiny, but in us as a people. That God would, that people would look at Tampa and say, look at what the Lord is doing there. Because people have gone low and have chosen a dream with God. Amen? So can we stand in honor of my spiritual father as he comes? Good morning, Abide Church. And good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your house, and it is obvious. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in your house. We want a holy takeover in your house. So Holy Spirit, take over. You don't need our permission, but we give it to you. Because this is your house. You are the owner. And we are the sheep of your people. You are our shepherd. 
We are your sheep, and we trust in you. Holy Spirit, we need you more than we know. In every place that we don't know, Holy Spirit, we receive you in those places of unknowing. Holy Spirit, we receive fresh oil, fresh anointing. Holy Spirit, for this moment, for this season, for this time right now, So as I was praying for Abide Church and this opportunity to be able to share with you this morning as we celebrate five years, five years, you know, the average pastor only stays four, so wow, you've already, <laughs> you've already gone an extra year, and, and uh, I love Gio's heart because when he and I first began to connect, he said, I want to plant myself here one place. I'm not looking for this to be a stepping stone to the next place. I want God to do it right here and right now. So amen to that. So as I was just listening to the Lord, he said, begin with a declaration. So when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, because they saw there was something different about Jesus than anyone else they'd ever seen in their life. And they made the connection between his prayer life and his actual life, how he lived, and the power and the anointing. So Jesus said this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So we are only to declare what heaven has already declared. We're not to declare it on earth and expect heaven to declare it. We're not to put our faith in our faith. We're to put our faith in what God has said. So I want you to come into agreement with heaven, because I believe that this is what heaven is saying about this house, about a by church. So repeat after me, Jesus, Jesus. I come into agreement with you, that you have appointed a by church to be a house of prayer, first and foremost, to minister to the Lord. To be a church of priests and kings. To be a conduit of your glory. To bring heaven to earth. To pave the way for revival. And to usher in spiritual awakening in the Tampa Bay. The Bay of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? That is what heaven is declaring. He's just looking. That's what it says in, in Amos, that God is looking for prophets who will hear what heaven is saying and come into agreement with it. Because God doesn't do anything until he first reveals it to his prophets. Amen. So, Lord, we come into agreement with what you are saying about Abide Church. And we release heaven's favor, heaven's blessing, heaven's anointing over a by church. Because they cannot fulfill what you're declaring without it. In Jesus' name. So I bring you greetings and blessings from your sister church, Overflow Church. As we stand in agreement with a by church. As we stand in agreement with a by church and the resting place. Because a cord of three strands is not easily broken, 
And the Lord has brought these three strands, these three families together to stand together. In Jesus' name. It is good to be back and to be among family. This is my home away from home. Actually, I spent a lot of time in this home. We have pastor connection meeting here each month. And I have the opportunity to serve on the board of elders, board of directors. Not quite sure what it is. We don't use the word board at Overflow Church. We only use ministry. Uh, so I'm here quite often. And I was here right in this place where the Holy Spirit spoke about bringing Grounded Church and Abide Church together. So I do count this place as home, as home away from home. So the title of my message this morning is The Need for Spiritual Fathers and Spiritual Mothers. The Need for Spiritual Fathers and Spiritual Mothers in Our Faith Journey. We need both. Say, I need both. I need a spiritual father. I need a spiritual mother. Lord, show me who it is. That's the, that's the goal of this message. So you want to know we should always uh, start with the end from the beginning. So my end is that the Lord will show you who is to be your spiritual father and your spiritual mother. For you to be able to go where God wants you to go, you need a spiritual father and a spiritual mother. So 1 Corinthians 4.15 has become the last quarter verse of my life. So I just turned 60 this past year. I know some of you are like, there's no way that guy's 60 years old. I bless you for that. All of you are thinking that. So I'm in my last quarter, right? You play football, you know, you have first quarter, second quarter, halftime, you reflect about it, and then you third quarter. I'm in my last quarter. And so this verse reflects uh, what the Lord is calling me to do in my last quarter. 1 Corinthians 4.15 even if you had 10,000 teachers in Christ, you do not have, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your spiritual father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. Say, Heavenly Father, I need a spiritual father. Say that in your heart. I need a spiritual father. I need a spiritual father. Show me. Show me who that is. Show me who you have chosen to be a spiritual father and a spiritual mother for me. Will you pray that prayer? Because God will do that. So in 2018, I was sensing this transition at Overflow Church. I have been the pastor of Overflow Church. We began as South Brandon Baptist Church. Uh, a couple years later, we became South Brandon Worship Center. We are a spirit-filled, full gospel, Southern Baptist Church with a healing and deliverance ministry that believes in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We stand on the truth of God's Word. We are a show-me people. You show me in God's Word. We have the heart of God for the lost and for outreach and missions. So we thought South Brandon Worship Center would best represent that. And about three or four years ago, we were sensing a transition to become Overflow Church, where the Holy Spirit could just overflow and all that comes with the Holy Spirit. And so I was sensing a transition in my life, 
and for our teaching pastor to really step up and run with a vision. And so I just said, you know, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me in this last quarter? And he said, well, what's in your heart? Because the Lord gives you the desires of your heart if all of your ways are pleasing to him. So you just need to follow your heart. You can trust your heart when your ways are pleasing him. So I said, Father, I've always had a desire to be a father. I have four biological sons. So I said, Lord, what I'd really love to do is to begin to mentor spiritual sons. So I started a ministry called Pastor Connection, a safe place for lead pastors to be encouraged, supported, and prayed for so that revival comes to Tampa Bay. So I began this thinking, well, Lord, you know, I have four biological sons, so, you know, four spiritual sons, you know, that'd be great. You know, that's about probably all I could handle and invest in that. Lord's made it so much bigger. Uh, so we started a meeting in a place uh, called Twin Creeks Retirement Home, and we had just a, a couple people who started, and, and this guy named Caleb Hires, I heard he spoke here a couple weeks ago, kind of lit things up here. So he showed up, and... Uh, the Lord really just released some things in his life as we prayed over him and, and just this favor of God came upon him because that's what fathers do. You know that? Fathers release heaven into your life because you can only take yourself so far. I mean, you can only lay your hands on yourself and take yourself so far. <laughs> fathers release things into your life. So as Caleb, he just, I mean, I, I didn't even know Caleb. And he says, he says, the Lord is one in you to be an elder in my church and a spiritual father. Will you do it? I'm like, listen, we haven't started dating yet, and you're asking me to marry you? I'm, I'm kind of slow in this kind of thing, you know? But I felt the Holy Spirit say yes, and so I said yes. I didn't know Caleb, didn't know the resting place, didn't know anything, but I said yes. So he leaves, and he calls up this guy named Gio. He says, Gio, I found the one. <laughs> I found the one. And, uh, and so uh, Gio got a hold of me, and we met at Panera. And, wow, I just sensed a father's love in my heart. So I just reached over and put my hand on Gio's shoulder, and I just released heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth in Gio right now in Jesus' name. And so Gio said, hey, I've been praying for a spiritual father. And I said, well, I've been praying for spiritual sons. Let's come together. So God wants you to have a spiritual father and a spiritual mother. And you need both. So as I began to share some of my testimony of just a, a lack of parenting, I never had a spiritual mother. And on Mother's Day, this just this past Mother's Day, uh, one of our, our lady pastors was sharing about why we need spiritual mothers. And the Lord just put on my heart, this lady, she was sitting right in front of me. I've known her for a long time. And I just whispered to her. I said, hey, will you be my spiritual mother? And I had her come on the platform and just pray over me. Wow. The Lord released a mother's blessing over me that I'd never had in my life. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. This is the New International Version. Strive for full restoration. Strive. It's not a bad word. It's a good word. It means don't give up. Don't quit on the process. God has full restoration for you. 
but it is a process and it is a journey. Don't give up on it. The New Living Translation says it this way. Grow to full maturity. The New King James Version says, become complete. The Amplified Version. Did you know that the Amplified Version was written for Pentecostals? It's a Pentecostal version. It's loud and long. So we Baptists, we like to get to things a little quicker, you know, because, you know, so, so when Gio told me, well, this morning we're going to shorten worship, you know, because we have a lot of things going on. So it went an hour and 10 minutes. I said, man, shorten worship, you know. Wow, Gio. <laughs> so the Amplified Version is the Pentecostal version. It's long, it's loud, it's wonderful, by the way. I, I want you to know I loved it. Okay, I did. All right. I'm making fun, but I did love it. All right. So, Pentecostal version, it says, be what you should be, become what you should become. So, what is, what is this saying? What is this implying? Strive for full restoration, grow to full maturity, to, to become what you should become. It's implying that there are believers who don't reach their full restoration, who don't reach their, their full maturity, who don't become what God had intended for them to become. Why? I believe it's because there is a lack of spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, just as there are a lack of fathers and mothers. So we have orphans. So this past week, we had a Pastor Connection conference, and one of the speakers said, that the United States is the most fatherless country in the world. Wow. We need fathers. We need mothers to reach our full maturity, to receive the full restoration that God has for us, that Jesus died for, to help us, to guide us, to protect us, to cover us, to loose heaven over our life. So imagine being a child and not having parents guide you, protect you, bless you, release all that God has for you. You're going to end up a mess. And I know that because that was me. There are a lot of spiritual children who are a mess because they haven't submitted and come under a spiritual father and a spiritual, a spiritual mother who wants to bless them, who needs to bless them, who needs to guide them. So I want to begin this message by asking you three thought questions. So I hope you came ready to think this morning. Question number one. Since God designed children to grow to full maturity with the blessing, protection, and guidance of both a father and a mother. This is God's plan. Now, I realize that there are others of you, like myself, that you didn't have a father and a mother who protected you, who guided you, who watched over you, who blessed you, who released heaven into your life. But God is a God of restoration. And I stand before you to tell you that all that was not released and given to me as a child, as a teenager, as a young man, God has restored it. And God will do that for you as well. 
But you're going to need to find spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers to do that. God can replace. God can restore all that was missing in your life. So this is God's plan, is that you would have had a father and a mother who would have blessed you, guided you, protected you. So wouldn't it make sense for Christians that we would need both a spiritual father and a spiritual mother for us to reach our full maturity, our full potential in Christ? So you couldn't choose your parents, right? So I told my sons, I said, listen, I brought you into this world. I've never said to them, and I can take you out. I've thought it, <laughs> but I've never said it to them. But I, I, I brought them into this world. I chose to have them. Therefore, I came into a covenant with God and with them to provide for them, to protect them, to bless them, to release, to train them up in the way that they should go so that when they are old, they wouldn't depart from them. That was the responsibility that I have. So you have an opportunity. You couldn't choose your parents. But you can choose your spiritual parents. You can choose a spiritual father. You can choose a spiritual mother. So maybe you didn't have parents who took their responsibility, the, the, the duty in having that child to bless that child. As parents, if you have a biological child, you're responsible for that child. You're responsible to set them up for success. As a spiritual father and a spiritual mother, I'm responsible for Geo and Destiny. I sense it. I feel it. To set them up for success. To release all that heaven is saying about them. To sacrifice, to give, to serve, to do whatever. Because that's what my Heavenly Father does. And He's my template. So just say, Lord, show me. Say, show me. That, that's the goal of this message. For the Lord to show you who that is. Because there is a Len Harper, there's a spiritual father praying for sons and daughters. Question number two. Is teaching a Bible study lesson, which is the main way we do it in America, is teaching a Bible study lesson truly the best method to grow Christians to their full maturity? in order for them to reach their full potential. In other words, is a lecture or a sermon from the Bible the best way to make disciples? Let me just say this right from the very beginning. We need teaching. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. God appointed first apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We need teachers but teachers don't make disciples. This does not make disciples, me doing this. This equips you to make disciples. Because the fivefold is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, and the work of the ministry is to make disciples. Did you know that you have a spiritual job description in the Bible? It's the last words of Jesus. You should always pay attention to the first words and the last words. It kind of helps to pay attention to the middle, too. So don't check out on me right now because I'm in the middle. <laughs> But it's always good to pay attention to the beginning and the end. So the last words of Jesus is the Great Commission. He said, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching these believers to do all 
that I have commanded you to do, you teach them to do the same. What did he command them to do? He told them to preach the kingdom of God, to set the captives free, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, both spiritually and physically. We're to raise the dead. So how can we do this? What is the best method for us to go about making disciples who then go on to make disciples? That's what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, to his disciple Timothy. He said, these things that you've first seen in my life and that I imparted into you, go and teach other reliable men and women who will then teach others. That's what our role is. We are here today because since the time of Jesus, there have been disciplers who've been making disciplers who've been making disciplers, which allowed us to be here today. So what is the best way to do that? Well, maybe we should think about how Jesus did it. That's a thought, right? So how did Jesus do it? Was it through preaching to the multitudes? Read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Never one time will you ever see Jesus putting up any kind of a banner or putting the word out, hey, I'm going to be speaking at the Sea of Galilee today at 1 o'clock. Make sure you come and hear me. Never one time. The crowds gathered. Jesus, being who he was, a good, good father, spoke to them, ministered to them, healed them, set them free, fed them. But that was never his intention to make disciples through them. Instead, what you see Jesus intentionally doing is drawing away from the crowds. Wow, that's un-American. Isn't that un-American? Drawing away from the crowds to his 12 spiritual sons, whom he called apostles. Those who are sent. That's what the apostle means, one who is sent. So we see in Mark 3.13... That Jesus stayed up all night to pray, who, who are the spiritual sons, Father, that you've given me on this earth? So there are spiritual fathers praying for you, for spiritual sons and daughters. There are spiritual mothers praying for you. God, who are the ones, who are those 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, reliable men and reliable women who will then go on and take what I'm imparting in them and then impart it in others. It's interesting that verse, Mark chapter 3, verse 13. It says that Jesus chose the 12 that they would be with him. You know, it all begins with intimacy. So, Gia, we just hang out, don't we? Just, I just want to be with you, Gia. The Apostle Paul said, you've had many teachers, thousands of teachers, but you have not had many fathers. I've become a father to you through the gospel. And then he says, imitate me. So you teach from a distance, but you father up close and personal. And we need teaching. I'm not against teaching. But we father and we mother up close. You need fathers and mothers who know you, who know your heart, who know your dreams, who know your fears. Question number three. Do you agree with this statement? Do you agree with the following statement? We teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. 
kids do what we do more than they do what we say. Your children are watching you. They may not be listening to you, but they are watching you. <laughs> Truth is better caught than taught. It is better seen than heard. So I want to show you a physical example of we reproduce who we are. So you're going to see a picture of my kids and how our kids look just like us. So these are my four sons. Are they there? All right, good. So you can see uh, that we, we have the same build, uh, the same facial features, right? Absolutely handsome. <laughs> my wife's over there. Did y'all hear that amen? Yeah, handsome, yeah. Uh, we, have, we have the same uh, hair color, so God has been dyeing mine gray for the past several years, but underneath all that gray is brown, and, uh, and we're, we're approximately the same height, so the goal that all four of my sons had was to one day be taller than their dad. I mean, really, I mean, they were always, all right, dad, all right, dad, you know, that was their goal, to be taller than their dad. And uh, all of them reached their goal. So, but if you see in that picture, I'm almost the tallest. And there's a reason for that. Because, don't tell my sons this. My youngest one figured out. But whenever I'm in a picture with my four sons, I go like this. <laughs> and my youngest son saw me do it in this picture. So he's on his toes as well. This is the one all the way to the left. So that's why he's the tallest. But if I'm ever in a picture of my four sons, I always go like this so I can be a little taller than them. Anyway, so we reproduce who we are, our children. They look like us. We also reproduce our values and our lifestyle. So you can see uh, that my sons, we absolutely love just being together, just hanging out having fun together. We love to play together. We love to go on adventures. We have taken our children each summer on an extended vacation. I've, I've encouraged Gio and Destiny to do the same, all the spiritual sons uh, that I am mentoring, to take a Sabbath, a month, and just refresh. I want to say this to you all. Uh, Pastor Gio and Pastor Destiny are going to go on a Sabbath in December. Yes. And they're going to be gone. Don't text them, call them, whatever. He said, but we're just friends. That's okay. Be friends in January. <laughs> All right? Leave them alone. And, and let, let me tell you this. They'll be better for it, and so will you. Okay? Because until you put on the mantle of a lead pastor, you don't understand it. I was on staff. For, I've been in the ministry for 35 years. First 10 years, I was on staff at two different churches, the Village Church in Dallas. Uh, pastor now by Matt Chandler in the church in Easley, South Carolina, Brush Creek Baptist Church. And so I was on staff, and there's a complete different mantle, weight, weightiness of being on staff than being the lead pastor. Being the end of the spear is very different than being a part of that spear. So I've encouraged uh, my, my, my spiritual sons to, to, to go on Sabbath and to go out with their family and just refresh and just hear from the Lord, go visit other churches. And so I would do this every year. We'd go on adventures. So my sons, we've been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, we've been to Yosemite. 
we've been to Yellowstone. Uh, we took a trip to San Diego and, we, and back. We've, we've been through the Midwest, through Texas and Oklahoma. So we, we learn to love going on adventures. So now all four of my sons are old. They have their own families. And now they go on adventures. And they didn't learn that from me reading them a book about going on adventures. Or watching a National Geographic special on YouTube or on Netflix. It was something that we did together. So you also see in this next picture that our children, it's my wife Robin, can you wave at me honey? There you go. So your children, you also will reproduce your character. So you'll reproduce what you look like. You're going to reproduce your values, your lifestyle. You're also going to reproduce your character. So if you see something in your kids that you don't like, you better look in a mirror. All right? That's what Romans chapter 2 verse 1 says. That you who judge your brother, don't you understand that you yourself are doing the same thing, but even worse? You just, usually the things that bother us are things that we see in ourselves that we don't like. So we produce our character. So in my sons, uh, if you get to know them, you're going to see they're hardworking. They're inquisitive. They are intelligent. They're thrifty. Their dad is very thrifty. I can make a dollar run a long ways. It's amazing. They, uh, they have a great value in family. They value their faith. They're all believers serving the Lord Jesus. They have graduated from college, all four of them, with good degrees, degrees that will actually get them a job. Hello? One's an, uh, an engineer, and uh, he got his degree in computer engineering. One's a mechanical engineer. One's a nurse, and one that's graduated here, graduated from Southeastern. He's a travel nurse. And uh, my oldest has his uh, MBA in leadership and marketing and works for international corporations. So all of them are, are, are doing very well financially. And you're looking at me like, oh, that's not really that big of a deal. Well, what if your mother quit school at 10th grade because she got pregnant and your father died uh, when he was set, when, I, when I was seven and my mother married an alcoholic. My grandmother had a seventh grade education. My grandfather never learned to read and write. All I grew up with was poverty, being uneducated. I was more likely to spend time in prison than in church. None of my family that I know of has anybody in their family that's graduated from college. And I have four sons that graduated from college. So, but that didn't just happen by accident. That was intentional. So as soon as my boys could understand identity and understand that they were growing into something, I began to say to them these words, you're going to go to college, you're going to buy a house, every one of them purchased a house by their mid-twenties, all four of my sons have their own home, I said, you're going to go to college, you're going to purchase a house, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, and you're going to be happy, I would say that to them over and over again, you know, obviously I share with them about the Lord, but, I, but, but in terms of their direction, you're going to go to college, 
you're going to buy a house, you're going to get married, and you're going to have children, and you're going to be happy. You know why? Because that was who I was. I went to college, got a house, got the love of my life, have four children, and I'm very happy. So those weren't just words. They saw it in their father. Their father has a degree in economics, an undergraduate degree, Bachelor of Arts and Economics. I have two master's degrees, one in education, one in theology. Uh, my wife, she has two undergraduate degrees, one in biology, one in nursing, and she has a doctorate degree. So they saw it in our children. We didn't just say, hey, you need to go to college. And we didn't make college a value. So your kids, you're going to reproduce your values as well. So it's interesting. Um, when our children turned 10 years old, we took them to the bank. I was in banking um, before I became a pastor. My degree was in economics. I wanted to become a certified financial planner. But the Lord had better plans. Amen. So uh, I took my sons to the bank when they turned 10, and we opened up a bank account for them. We, op we opened up a savings account. And so we began to share with them that as you uh, get Christmas money or birthday money or you cutting grass, whatever, you're to save up this money for your future. Because one day, you're going to what? You're going to go to college. You're going to buy a house. You're going to get married. And you're going to have children. And you're going to be happy. So... The, uh, the lady banker, so she talks to my son, Matthew. So Matthew uh, would be the second one from the left. And uh, she says, so w what are you going to do with the money that you're saving? You're going to buy, you know, video games? or what are you? He goes, uh, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have children, and I'm going to be happy. And the lady like this. She goes, I've asked that question a thousand times to children. I've never heard that answer. And I said, well, they've been hearing that since they were little boys. So this next one is my four sons with their mama. I want to tell you something about my four sons. They adore their mama. They absolutely love her. And they're not ashamed to show it, even as little boys, even as teenagers. They were never ashamed to show their love for their mama. And they trust her. They trust her counsel. They respect her. So when I see kids who don't respect their mother, I don't look to the mother. You know who I look to? The father. You want to know dad's how good of a job you did training your sons. Watch how they treat their wives when they get married. I absolutely love the way my sons love their wives. See, I told all my sons that when you get married, you die, you're a dead man. You're a dead man. You own nothing. Your time's not your time anymore. Because Jesus said this. Well, the, the word of God says this. We are to love our wives like Christ loved the church who gave himself up for her. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. So I said, sons, when you get married, you're a dead man. That paycheck isn't yours. It's theirs. Your time isn't yours. It's theirs. Your life isn't yours. It's theirs. And you know what? My sons are happily married. You know why? Because, first of all, they saw that I'm not perfect. They, they, saw, they saw a very 
stubborn, you know, I have my issues, all right? They, and, they, and actually, uh, I, I did the wedding ceremony for three of my sons. One of them's not married, the, the oldest. He's picky. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I did the pre-marriage counseling, and I said this to my daughters, all right? I said, you know, you're going to have to forgive me because my sons, these two of them in particular, they have some of their dad's stubbornness, and I'm kind of obstinate, and I'm driven, and I don't rest well. I'm always wanting to come. So you're going to have to really forgive me for those things because they picked up on those things as well, right? They pick up on those other characteristics as well. So best, best to lessen those. But I said, I can promise you this. My sons are going to love you. They're going to serve you. They're going to adore you. They're going to make you happy. And they have. Both of them have come true. <laughs> so, and they have forgiven me for the things that uh, they needed to. So they love their mama. I have another picture here. These are my spiritual sons. Yeah. There are three of them. They don't look like me. <laughs> but they have my spiritual DNA. So 1 Corinthians 4.15. Even if you had 10,000 teachers, 10,000 instructors, tutors, coaches, counselors, that, that word teachers could be translated in any of those ways, guardians. Even though you've had 10,000 teachers in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your spiritual father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. So what he's saying is that you've had plenty of teachers and counselors and coaches and tutors, and you needed them. We need those, right? We need to thank God for them. But what he's saying is what you need more What's absent in your life is a spiritual father and a spiritual mother. And I stepped in and became that for you. This is the church at Corinth. Fathers, mothers, they stay, they serve, they sacrifice. So there's two main differences between fathers and teachers or fathers and mothers and teachers that I want to share with you. Number one, and this is really the most important. You know that really the most important part of being a parent is just being there. Yeah. Just be there. Man, I, you know, my stepfather, he was working three jobs. He was gone all the time. Man, if he just would have been there, been there for me. You know, he didn't have to be perfect. Just be there. You know, do things with me. So just being there. So fathers stay. Teachers come and go. Teachers are temporary. So when you were in elementary school, you didn't have the same teacher first grade through sixth grade. Right in middle school, high school, those of you who went to college, you had different teachers. So teachers come and go. They're temporary. But fathers, good ones, and mothers stay. April 6, 1991, was one of the greatest days of my life. That was when I held in my arms my firstborn son. And I remember driving home. Uh, those are the days where you didn't stay in the hospital all night with the mother. You had to leave. And I remember driving home, and I'm not a real expressive person, but I couldn't hold it. I was just hollering. Right, people were probably watching me. What's that guy hollering? I was just hollering in my car, just thanking the Lord because I held my son in my arms. And 
And back in the 90s, it wasn't like today. So today, you know, ladies, you have a baby, and then two hours later, they want you to go so they can have somebody else come in so, you can have, so they can have a baby there. Back then, they let you stay. So you stay a couple nights. And so Luke was born, like, right in the middle of the night. So we stayed the first night. We stayed the second night, and it's the third, and it's getting, like, really late. And the nurse comes into the room, and she says, you can take your baby home. And I'm like, what? We get to keep them? Ah. Oh. We get to take them home. See, I learned that being a father, it's a life sentence. There, there are no take backs. There, there are no returns. There's no, well, let, let me try this out. If it doesn't work, I'm going to take it back to the hospital. That's, that's what God intended. He intended it to be a life sentence for you, where you're committed to your children through the highs and the low, that you stay with them in the journey. And I just want you all to know, I'm with you in this journey. Through the highs, through the highs, (laughs) through the lows, I am with you. So when I was in high school, I took driver's ed. You might take driver's education. That was back in the 1800s, all right? I don't think they have it anymore. But driver's education, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, driver's education was made up of two parts. The first part was the safe part. That was inside the air-conditioned classroom where the teacher would teach you the rules of driving. And from me being out driving around this area, there's some people who miss that part. Okay. So hear me. I'm not saying we don't need teachers. Do you you hear what I'm saying? We need teachers. We need teachers to teach us the rules. But the rules aren't going to make us disciples. The second part of driver's ed, that's the risky part. The first part's a safe part, right, for the teacher in this air-conditioned room. But the risky part is outside, on the road, where accidents happen. Not just... Where will, where accidents will happen. So fathers, they're the ones that get in the car with you. They're the ones that stay with you, even in the accidents. So I, I will never forget my driver's ed. Um, we were poor, so I wasn't allowed to take driver's education until I was in 12th grade because we couldn't afford the insurance to add a teenage boy. Anybody know about that? Adding teenage boys to your insurance? Ugh. So I did it four times. Uh, so uh, I, took, I took it when I was in 12th grade, and I had two, uh, two, two 10th grade girls. Because the way it works is there are three students and one driver instructor. So I had two 10th grade girls who had never driven before. Now, I didn't grow up in church, so I had never prayed before until I got into the car with those girls driving. <laughs> those girls helped me to develop a prayer life. Actually, I became a believer <laughs> the end of my senior year of high school. I think it's because of those two girls. I just put that together. I think those two girls led me to Jesus by the way that they drove. That's how it is as fathers and mothers, isn't it? Wow, it's scary, but we're in the car with you. 
So fathers, they stay. Fathers also sacrifice. Fathers and mothers sacrifice. It's going to cost you being a father and a mother. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. But it's worth it. 2 Corinthians 12, 14. This is who Paul said, I become a spiritual father to you. These are the Christians in Corinth. And Paul had started the church in Corinth. He led them to the Lord. He said, as your spiritual father, I will not be a burden to you. I don't want what you have. I don't want your money. That's how you know a real spiritual father, by the way. If you have somebody who wants something of you, you can tell a spiritual father who leads the house. Right? If a spiritual father isn't wanting anything from you. It's not wanting to get rich off of you. First Peter chapter 5 talked about that. So the apostle Paul said, I don't want what you have. I don't want your money. I want you. After all, children don't provide for their parents. I love the Bible. It's so practical. Rather, parents provide for their children. I will gladly spend myself and all that I have for you. I have made this statement many, many times to my four sons. All that is mine is yours. All that is mine is yours. There's nothing I wouldn't give or do for you. All that is mine is yours. That's a father. So as I mentioned in 2018, I started Pastor Connection, started praying for the Lord to bring spiritual sons in my life because I so desperately needed a spiritual father when I came here 25 years ago. I believe that I'm the longest tenured pastor in this area. And I had gone to some older pastors and didn't use these, these exact words, but asked them if they would be willing to, it was my first church as a lead pastor. I'd been on staff and they were all too busy. And wow, I needed it. I needed someone to guide me, protect me, to impart what the Holy Spirit was saying, to bring heaven down to earth on my behalf for breakthrough, build up, restore, to release. And it just didn't happen. So I said, Lord, that's what I want to do. So I began to mentor spiritual sons and to meet with them monthly. And it's pretty simple. I'd say, how can I encourage you? How can I support you? How can I help you to be successful in what God has called you to do? And how can I pray for you? And so it was really soon after, Gio, you and I had connected, and uh, you had shared with me what had been going on uh, with Abide Church and some of the struggles financially, and, and uh, the church needed a roof. And you said, hey, can you, can you come in agreement with me and pray with me that, that God will provide for a roof? And so I just felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to give so I don't ever do anything without, without robbing because we're one. By the way, the smartest things that you as husbands and wives can do is never go unless you're to go in together. Yeah. Never. Just always stay in unity. We never step forward unless we didn't step forward together in everything. So I talked to Robin, and I said, Robin, I said, one of my spiritual sons, Gio, she didn't really know you at this time. I don't even know if she even met you. And I said, uh, they have a need at Abide Church for a new roof. This is when, when y'all were meeting on Lithia Pinecrest Road. So I said, uh, let's pray and ask the Lord what he'd have us to give. And we both came up with $1,000. So we gave you all $1,000 to help toward your roof. Uh, and then uh, I have another spiritual son who's a church planner and struggling with, with paying rent. 
And so I said, uh, Rob, let's, let's, let's be a part of it. We don't just pray, but sometimes God wants you to be an answer to that prayer. So um, we prayed, and we felt like the Lord wanted us to give $1,000. was another, another spiritual son having some struggles uh, with some family issues. And we just said, Lord, you know, what can we do? So the first thing we did is we said, let's, let's take them to dinner. Let's minister to them. And we found out what the need was, and we wrote them a check for $500. So uh, this past, I think it was January, uh, Gio and I were meeting in our monthly meeting. And I said, Gio, how can I encourage you? How can I support you? How can I come alongside you to help you to do what God has called you to do? How can I pray for you? And uh, I asked if I could share this because it's a bit personal. I said, uh, Gio said, well, I'm living in a trailer. It's an old trailer, like 1984. It's small. Um, there's no place for me really to study, to get alone uh, with the Lord. Uh, you know, and we can't bring anybody over. You know, one of the uh, characteristics of an elder is they should be hospital, right? If you look at First Timothy chapter 3, they should be able to bring people into their home. And he said, I can't bring anybody into my home. So I said, okay, let me pray for you. Let me pray that God will provide a house for you. Let's, let's, let's believe God to provide a house for you, a place that will be a sanctuary, a place that you could go to and feel safe, and that you could bring people into and to minister to them. So I prayed for him. Then I felt that Holy Spirit talking to me. So I went to Robin, and I said, Robin, I think the Lord wants us to help Gio and Destiny get a house. And the previous week, um, our teaching pastor, who now is the main speaker at Overflow Church, I'm, I'm out doing what I'm doing right now. I'm out in a lot of other churches. He had spoken a message on, on what is God calling you to do in terms of outreach and ministering to others. And, and Robin had felt like God said to her, I, I want you to help a family get into a house. I didn't even know about that. So I came to her and I said, Robin, I said, I think that the Lord wants us to, to help Geo and Destiny to get a down payment and a house and, and, to, and to get into a home. Because we understand, as, as lead pastors, we understand the weight. We understand the need to have a sanctuary, a place to be alone that's safe. So we uh, said, hey, can we come over to your house? Uh, we we want to we give you an offering you know, for your home. And Geo goes, well, you better let me check with Destiny. And Destiny's like, no, I don't want them over here at this home. And I said, Gio, we want to come to your home. So Gio said, Destiny, they're coming. <laughs> and we brought lunch with us, and uh, we wrote them a check for $10,000 because it's what the Holy Spirit said to do. See, that's a father. Do you understand that? And, and we don't believe it's the end. We believe that's just what the Lord wanted us to give you at the beginning. So this is... Geo and Destiny's five-year anniversary. It's also pastor appreciation. You have an opportunity, not as fathers and mothers, but as sons and daughters, to bless your spiritual father and spiritual mother. So I had encouraged Geo and Destiny that whatever was given for this five-year anniversary and this pastor appreciation would go toward your home. And they gave me permission to do that. So everything that you all give is going to go toward them being able to buy a home. So I just want you to close your eyes. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and applause. This is good. This is of the Lord.
I want you just to ask the Lord. Heavenly Father, how can I bless my spiritual father and spiritual mother? Just ask him. That's all we did. There's no, there's no pressure from the Lord, right? The Bible says that we're not to give reluctantly under pressure. We don't give because we ought to or because we have to. We give because we get to. We give because it's a joy. That's why we're to give cheerfully and joyfully. So just ask the Lord. In a few moments, we're going to have an opportunity to give to them. So I want to end this message with three questions, just like I began it. First question is, do you have a spiritual father and a spiritual mother to help you to grow to your full maturity in Christ? If yes, thank them. Thank them for investing in you. For some of you, you're blessed that your biological father and your biological mother is also a spiritual father and a spiritual mother. Wow, I couldn't even imagine. I didn't have either. I couldn't imagine having both in the same persons. Wow, you're blessed. You need to thank them. If no, who, who comes to your mind that you could ask? That's, that's what I prayed for. Holy Spirit, believers are not reaching their full potential because they don't have fathers and mothers. We're orphans. We're spiritual orphans. So who comes to your mind that you could ask? Maybe it's your small group leader. What do you call them, Tyler? Small groups? Shepherd groups? House churches? Maybe it's your house church leader. By the way, if you're a house church leader, you're a spiritual father and spiritual mother. That's what it means. Question number two, do you see areas in your life where you need help? Where you keep praying, Jesus, Jesus, do this, do this. And he's like, I want to do it, but you need a spiritual father and a spiritual mother so I can release it through them. That's his answer to prayer. So do you see areas in your life where you need help? Someone to guide you, to bless you, to help you in decision making. So God has given me four words that represent what I do for my spiritual sons and daughters. Breakthrough, build up, restore, release. And I can't explain exactly what they all mean, but that's, that's what I do. When I meet with Gio or Caleb or Chuck or some of the others, I know I come ready for breakthrough, to build them up, to restore, and to release. Question number three. Is there someone that you could be a spiritual father or a spiritual mother to? To help others grow in their faith. For you to make disciples. Is God calling you to lead one of these house groups? House groups, what they call it? House churches. Maybe God is calling you. It's time for you to step up. You've, you've, been, you've been like taken in. It's time for you to give out. So I want you to stand with me. Gio had asked that I would release a father and a mother's blessing. So, Robin, if you'd come here, we're both going to pray. I'm going to release a father's blessing upon you and that God would call you to be a father, to be a disciple maker. And then I want my wife, Robin, to release a mother's blessing to you. Some of you have never been blessed by a mother. Receive this blessing. This is, this is a wonderful mother. By the way, all that happened with those four sons, I know I kind of took the credit for it, but she, 
She has three degrees, and she didn't work for 16 years to homeschool our children. That was a big sacrifice financially for us. She could have made more money than me. But we said, you know what? The investment in our children. So she put aside her career for 16 years in order to invest in our four sons. So our four sons are brilliant. I mean, they're very intelligent. So it really was her. Uh, so let me give credit where credit is due. Uh, so receive the blessing of a really wonderful mother. So, Father, I can only release what I have received. Father, you have your children, and you've seen them. You've seen the hurt. You've seen how they've been unprotected, how they've not been blessed both by biological fathers and mothers, but also they haven't been blessed by spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. They haven't had someone who knew how to call heaven to earth on their behalf, to release what heaven is saying on their behalf, to release favor and blessing and anointing and power and gifts. It is your will, Father, that they be blessed, but you do things in order. And you have put over us fathers and mothers to release blessing into our life. So as Gio has welcomed me as a spiritual father over this house, I release a father's blessing over Abide Church. I release favor. I release all that heaven is saying about Abide Church, about each member here. Holy Spirit, if no one is coming to someone's mind about a spiritual father or a spiritual mother, then, then let a Caleb hires call them and say, hey, I know someone like Caleb called Geo. Lord, make, it, make a divine appointment for them. They, they may be a stranger to them right now, but they won't be a stranger soon. Geo and I were strangers three years ago, but we're not strangers anymore anymore. So, Lord, make divine appointments, divine connections. So if there's some here who can't think of anybody, then, Lord, send someone to them. And I want to speak to the men and the women in this building. Men and women need spiritual mothers, too. It is not inappropriate for men to have a spiritual blessing from a mother. I want you all to understand that. It's not inappropriate. The word of God says that we are all made in the image of God. What does that mean? God shows us that he is a father in the scriptures. But guess what? He also shows us that he is a mother to us in the scriptures. And if you don't believe me, oh, yes. And they're powerful. So I want you to understand that this blessing is a godly blessing from a mother. And so I just speak a mother's blessing over each one of you. Those of you who have never had a mother, those of you who have never had a spiritual mother, I just pray the love of a mother over you right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Pass the body, pass the soul into your spirit. I just want to release a mother's blessing for complete love and acceptance no matter what. No matter who you think you are, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you've done in the past, don't you know that a mother's love always draws you back? I speak love, kindness, acceptance, encouragement, and empowerment over you in the name of Jesus from a mother. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. So we're going to watch a video of some of you who have given testimony of how Gio as a spiritual father and Destiny as a spiritual mother has blessed you. And then after that, we're going to bless them with a love offering that's all going to go toward them having a home where they can truly do what God has called them to do. So let's watch this video. So abide, it's a great church, you should come. My husband and I have been faithfully attending Abide since January. Uh, we are blessed to call this place home and we are thankful that the Lord has brought us here. When I came to Abide, uh, my wife and I were, were searching for a church, but we just didn't wanna go to a church, we wanted a church that had substance, that had depth, and most importantly, we wanted a church that knew how to get into the presence of God. When I think of Abide, I think of love, and I think of sacrifice. We were both praying about, do we stay, do we go, where does God want us? And after one service, we looked at each other and God had spoke to both of our hearts at the same service and said, this is home. One thing that I realized uh, personally when I first came was it was very authentic. Uh, there was freedom, just such freedom in the worship. We were a little late at the first service and we walked in and we kind of moved around to the side of the church and we saw Covington and Destiny up leading worship, and then we saw all these hippie-looking guys on the floor uh, just like crying and, and, and just reaching out to God. And uh, so service went on, and, and one of those hippie guys was Pastor Gio. We got uh, a fiery uh, worship leader, and we got a, um, a prayerful, loving studied pastor and, and he was on his face before the Lord in every service. I almost feel born again again because of the passion and, and the enthusiasm that's rising up on the inside of me. I had an accident about five years ago, car accident, and I had been going to therapy and they had given an altar call for healing, specifically in the area that I had issues with in my shoulder, and I realized I had been healed. I found myself staying for Jesus, because he's here. It's not about me, it's not about the pastor, but it's about him, and that's why I love Abide. You know, their heart is building a place for, for him, building a church, building a kingdom church for the Lord. I truly love Abide, it's my home church, a lot of the people in the church are becoming my family. I have to appreciate the fact that my pastor says bro and that the staff has a serious shoe game. 
And there's even a pastor on staff named Chucho. I mean, where else can you go and have a Chucho? <laughs> Come to Abide. Let God do his work. Amen. There's a place for everybody at, at Abide. Prayer rooms are, they're always different and they're always great. And thank you, Pastor, for bringing the worship. That's it. So the Word of God says in Romans 13, verse 7, give honor where honor is due. First yeah. Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, it says, he and she who leads and preaches well give double honor. So in just a moment, we're going to have an opportunity to pray over Geo and Destiny. But I want to ask you to join heaven, to join the Father, and providing a home for Geo and Destiny. And what's really interesting is as I was just sitting there, the Holy Spirit said, what was one of the things you wanted for your four biological sons is that they would have their own home? Don't you see he's your spiritual son? Why would you want anything different for a biological son than a spiritual son? That's why I put it in your heart to have a home for him and for Destiny. Isn't that marvelous? I didn't even make the connection until just now. Uh, Father's good. Isn't he good? So I want to encourage you. So as we uh, receive this offering, uh, there will be some uh, ways for you to do it on the screen. It will go right to a uh, five-year anniversary. You can go online uh, for abidechurchfl.com. Is that right? Uh, or we have, we have God's holy buckets <laughs> that are coming around. So, uh, Gio, if you and Destiny, you can go ahead and begin to uh, receive the offering and, uh, right now. So, as uh, you, you may not have come prepared, uh, you, can, uh, you can write a check and bring it to the office or mail it to Abide uh, or bring it next Sunday and just mark on their five-year anniversary for Geo and Destiny. Uh, or you can go online. Um, I go online and I give now. I used to give in the service but I still make it an act of worship. In the memo of giving, I still say something like, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. But our giving should always be an act of worship. So with the, with the elders and the pastors, leaders, if you would come on the platform and just come around your spiritual father and your spiritual mother, and let's just begin to release heaven in their life. Yes, Lord. We just thank you, Father. We just thank you for lives laid down. Thank you, Jesus, for people who really, really, really would just lay everything down and pave the way, pioneer a life laid down, God. We just thank you, Father, that we even have someone to, to imitate as they are imitating you, Jesus. And we just pray, right now I just feel this, this is a new season you're entering into. That you're about to step into a new era of your life. We were talking this morning, even me and Gio was sharing, and 
I even shared something with you in Salvation City, bro. I just feel like you were about to step into a new era of your life. And we just ask, like Pastor Lynn said, that the, the anointing, the grace that got you here, it's not going to get you there. And so, Lord, we ask right now for a spiritual deposit from heaven, not just in checks and in cash, but in gifts from heaven's throne room to be poured out upon your life that the God the Father would make a spiritual deposit in you today. That your territory, your, I even feel that's significant, that he's given you a spiritual home here, giving you authority in the region, in the land, and in your calling. And we just say yes, and I just hear the words that you spoke ringing in my ear, bro, that he knows I never asked for this. He knows I never asked for this. I never wanted this. And so we just say, we just thank you, Jesus, that those who never asked for the platform are those who are given it. That those who never asked for increased authority, power, are those you find, God. It's the people in the back of the field who just want to love you. And so, Jesus, we just thank you for a new season of spiritual increase. I pray for increased vision, strength, courage, wisdom, incredible wisdom in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I just feel so led to just share publicly and we have before, but when you guys were in need of a home and you preferred us and gave us a home to live in, it is just a prophetic picture of just the way you lead your people, that you lead with an open hand that you want to see the people of this body and of this region run and to be elevated and you would prefer to go low. But it just seems like as you guys go low, the Lord is actually the one who's lifting you up. And so God, we just thank you for the elevating that you're doing the work, God. And that we as a body get to eat the fruit of their yes. God, we bless their yes to you, Lord. And that their yes to you, it outweighs the no to everything else. And their yes to you, God, is with joy. It is not asking for anything in return but you. God, we honor that in them. And I just feel the fear of the Lord right now, like... I feel the fear of the Lord. That the weight of heaven, like I feel the weight of heaven right now. Like he honors you guys. He honors you. And he's so proud. He's proud of the wife that you are, Jess. And he's proud of the mother that you are. And he's proud of the way you lead. He is proud of you, Jess. to say, Destiny, I just felt the Lord saying that you have given yourself to the pressing and crushing and you have died a thousand deaths. And from that, there is going to be a fresh oil that is going to be poured out of your life. I see just on your words, Destiny, like authority in the spirit. And I even feel this, that no longer is it going to be strived for, it's going to come naturally. And so we just thank you and I even feel this specifically. He's rewriting your storyline. He's rewriting like the nature of who you are 
and like Pastor Lynn said, like your children will grow up with something different. And we just thank you, God, for new storylines and, and what comes out of the pressing and crushing and pressing and crushing. So the number five is the number of grace. And so, Father, we just release just a grace for the next season. A grace, Father, that as they step in, God, as they step into everything that you have for them, as you step into everything you have for us, that, Father, there would just be grace, grace, grace. Your empowerment, Father, we, we rely completely on you for what it is that you have for us. And so, Father, we thank you for the leading of this couple. We thank you, Father, that that you will lead and guide them and we come around them, Father, and say yes and amen. But we pray for your grace because without your grace, Father, we can't go anywhere. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, that, that this couple is in tune with you. We thank you, Father, that they've laid down their lives and we choose, like, like we heard in that sermon, Father, to, to come alongside as sons and daughters and say yes and amen, that we wanna follow, we wanna walk together as sons and daughters with you as a father and a mother. And so, Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for this next season that we're stepping into as a bud, as a spiritual family, and we bless you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Um, I just feel like you two build a house. Um, sorry, let me say that again. This house um, was built for him. Um, that slogan or that whatever is what is in your hearts. And I feel like the Lord takes it so seriously. And I just feel like he is just reminding you of his deep covenant with the two of you. And the covenant of even the exchange. As you give to him, he gives you back. And what's his is yours. I believe he's saying this morning, what is his is yours. And in this next season, you need to draw on those things that he's giving you because he's giving you fullness. He's giving you a full measure. He's giving you the full favor of the Lord, the full favor of who he is in all aspects of who he is. And just love the message this morning about the Father. And also just hear him as your Father God. Just validating you. And saying, son and daughter, I am pleased. I am so pleased with you. So receive the blessing that is actually eternal. It's an eternal blessing that he's placed on the two of you. Amen. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, how do you end this? I, I, I mean, I love you guys so We love you guys so much. And, um, you know, we thank you for partnering with us in any capacity. And I just want to say for me, we're just so blessed. We, we feel so incredibly blessed by what God is doing here. And I can't wait 30 years from now when we're talking about what God did in 2022, 2021. And look, look at all the Lord has done. Amen. So for those of you that have been with us from the beginning, we love you, Jana and Judy and Kaylee. And, and for those of you that have been with us two weeks, we love you. <laughs> we call you guys family. So I don't know, stand up and give somebody a hug and we'll see you next week, yeah? <laughs> love you guys. Bless you. See you in prayer room. <laughs>